Welcome to Spectacular Slovakia. I am Michaela Terencani and in the previous episodes of our travel podcast we were mostly telling you where to go and what to see in Slovakia. Today I would like to give you a taste of Slovakia together with Naomi Hužovičová, uh, who is probably the best person to talk about Slovak food from a foreigner's perspective. Uh, hi Naomi. Hi. <laughs> On her blog Almost Bananas, Naomi writes about her life in Slovakia, where, quote, she cooks real food and grows li- live bacteria in jars. Is that right, Naomi? You, <laughs> yeah. grow, you grow live bacteria in jars? Tell us more about that. <laughs> It sounds like a scientist lab, but no. Um, I really like exploring traditional ways of preserving food, cooking and preserving food, mm-hmm. one of which is fermenting. Okay. And that's both sourdough bread and also um, fermenting vegetables. Mm-hmm. So in Slovakia, that would be a lot of like sauerkraut and um, cucumbers, mm-hmm. beets, but there's, you can pretty much ferment any vegetable. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, Slovaks would mostly ferment uh, cabbage. Yeah. That's that's probably what you can find in the traditional households. And, um, and kvašaki, like kvašaki. the pickles or cucumbers. Yeah, yeah, in the summer. Okay, so you make your own bread, but that's not uh, something that Slovaks would mostly do at home, although recently that has changed a little yeah, as it's well. it's come back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, now I see quite a few, mm-hmm. both cookbooks and bloggers and workshops um, teaching people how to make sour- sourdough bread, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, let's uh, try to introduce the Slovak cuisine a little bit. Uh, how was it for you? How were your first encounters uh, with Slovak food? Well, I didn't have any expectations because... Mm-hmm. It's not a food that I grew up eating or I didn't really have friends, maybe like some Ukrainians or something, but not, I had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. So I just came and started eating. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first thing? Do you remember the first Slovak food that you ever tasted? I think it was hody when I first came and visited. I think it was hody, which is um, like the, the festival... Uh, the feast of the church in a village. Yeah. The feast day is called Hodi and in my husband's hometown it's in the fall so I think I mean 99% sure I don't remember but 99% mm-hmm. there was schnitzel and potato salad. Yeah. <laughs> What else? <laughs> Which makes Slovakia sound a little bit like Austria. Yeah. I never had a schnitzel until I met my husband. Like mm-hmm. yeah, it was just but um It is, I asked my husband the other day, like, what's your favorite Slovak food? And he's like, really? You're asking a Slovak schnitzel and potato salad? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that could be true. Um, Even though most uh, foreigners, most tourists, when they plan their trip to Slovakia, would probably hear only about brinzové halušky. But when you come to Western Slovakia, which Bratislava is part of, schnitzel is the thing that you would well, see Well, the thing about often. Slovakia is there are a lot of influences from this. I mean, it is, in a way, a melting pot food-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got kind of Eastern influences with, like, say, pierogi and borscht and mm-hmm. stuff. And then you've got lots of Hungarian Pretty much anything that has like a ton of paprika in it is mm-hmm. going to be like Hungarian. <laughs> so then you've got, you know, paprikash and 
Uh, Segedinski is like a Slovak version of a Hungarian food. Um, yeah, and then in the West, kind of hung, um, Austrian influences. Mm-hmm. And it also depends on... The thing about Brunzove Halushki is that it is fairly unique to Slovakia because of the sheep component. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was brought here originally from like Romania, mm-hmm. but um, there's not a lot of it in the immediate surrounding countries. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of unique to to this area and each I mean now we can get food from anywhere really quickly so it's it's a lot more even but at one time you would have you know they would have been eating what they could grow there mm-hmm. and if you're in the west it was easier to go grains in the north or center you know there's poorer soil so it's you know, potatoes you know you can get more per acre mm-hmm. calorie wise of potatoes than than grains so it made more sense to grow a lot of potatoes and so you have you know, a lot of potatoes and, and sheep, sheep milk products. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it depended where you would live. It's it's hard to say, like, there's a Slovak food. Yeah. But the schnitzel with the potato salad or with potatoes is a typical Sunday lunch for most families yeah. in Slovakia, I would say, even now. Yeah, uh, I'm every, pretty much every holiday or you know get together my when my fu- has, husband's family get together it's schnitzel and and you would have then a, a pork version but also like chicken yeah. version with chicken breast or something yeah and the thing i mean my i do not make it it's just way i personally think it's way too much work yeah <laughs> it's like i agree <laughs> oh my gosh you have to like hammer it and then like put it in three different bowls and there's you know flour everywhere and then the fat is like splattering and no um but when our family gets together my husband usually makes it and he makes it really good so if we go to a restaurant it's always disappointing because it's never as good as his is <laughs> okay so if you if you want to try a very good schnitzel you, you should visit now you have to come visit me yeah <laughs> and, and i'll let my husband to cook, cook. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh but what is your favorite slovak meal schnitzel as well <laughs> no no actually my favorite slovak meal i think is strafacki Okay. I really so strafačky so is, is <laughs> so the halushki that like brinzove halushki these um, potato dumplings. Mm-hmm. Although dumplings is such a broad word, but um, and then you pan fry it with sauerkraut and bacon. Mm-hmm. Bacon just makes everything taste better, <laughs> and the sauerkraut really when you cook it it really mellows. Mm-hmm. Some people find it really like acidic and strong, but when you cook it it mellows. Plus with the carbohydrate of the potato dumplings mm-hmm. it kind of it pairs really well so you mm-hmm. have kind of this bland dumpling with this sharper sauerkraut but not so sharp because it gets cooked um and it's just like yeah th- i think that's my favorite Slovak <laughs> okay. dish. <laughs> okay well that's good that you bring it in because it's not very well known as opposed to brinzove halushki but maybe we can explain the difference between halushki and uh, gnocchi, that is uh, the halushki are often compared to. So halushki you make with raw potato. Uh, you just uh, blend raw potato. Do you, you, do you use it. the blender? I, I blend them. Oh, really? 
<laughs> so you just blend raw potato or great raw potato on the small on the small holes. It has to be the small uh, holes, which takes much longer <laughs> than blending. Well, if um, you have a food processor, you can use like <laughs> yeah, the that's blade. right. And then and then you just basically mix it with flour and boil it. Whereas gnocchi, you have a boiled uh, potato. And, and you do a similar thing. And Slovaks have uh, that uh, kind of food too, šulance. Well, there's so many different... <laughs> I, I still don't have all the names. There's yeah. like šulance are like kind of longer. Yeah. And then there's something... What did she call them? Um, there's a dish someone called me showed me called opantance, which is... Okay. Which is an old dish. They don't make it much anymore, but it's... Um, You make these kind of knocky, but short ones, not long, like mm-hmm. shulance, but these kind of short mini shulance, let's okay. say, with the potato, cooked potato dough. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, this didn't have potato. It was just flour. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a little flour dumpling sort of yeah. knocky type thing. And then with millet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of these grains were used you know, back in the day and people have forgotten. Mm-hmm. I remember teaching a class and I told them like, pohanka buckwheat and they're like mm-hmm. what's that at one time it was normal food you know maybe not so much in the west but it's certainly in the yeah. east and it's coming back now yeah uh, in in fancy restaurants yeah. uh, so you have to be fancy least. to eat the old style food yeah <laughs> exactly so back to shulance there is one more point i wanted to make and that's the sweet lunches that yeah. Slovaks sometimes <laughs> have, and that foreigners often find weird how do you feel about that i have not <laughs> I have not gotten used to that, no. I have to say. Especially, so like shulance with, with like homemade potato shulance yeah. with poppy seed and lots of butter um, is really good. Lots of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't put so much sugar. Maybe a little honey. But um, if you have like spaghetti, mm-hmm. it just, no. <laughs> like to me, it just sweet spaghetti just... Oh, so spaghetti weird. with granko, which oh, is like no. the Slovak version no. of Nesquik. No. And My yeah, Italian and husband also cries when he sees <laughs> the plants. <laughs> yeah, it'd be even worse than for him. Um, yeah, I just like her with jam, like some t- like spaghetti with jam. Like, mm-hmm. So, mm. um, yeah, it, it's, at school, my ki- every Wednesday is like sweet lunch day. And mm-hmm. I always cringe. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I guess, you know, I guess you're having soup with, you know, some meat in it, hopefully, or some protein, but... Um, That's what they usually used to do at schools, though, that you would have uh, on those non-meat days, where the lunch would usually be sweet, they would make like a lentil soup, yeah, like something or more bean hearty. soup, yeah. often with meat, and then you have the dukatove buktičky, which was my favorite. <laughs> oh, man, like, yeah, the... Pot and like the steamed buns with like no, cocoa. Or, no, no, that's parane and dukatove buchtičky is is those little buns uh-huh. with the vanilla uh, cream on top of it. Like to pot- me, that's dessert. <laughs> it's and it's amazing <laughs> dessert, and and yeah, kids love it. So, uh, so so yeah, Slovaks have a sweet tooth, and they even eat uh, sweet, sweet dishes lunches. for lunch or dinner. So uh, so that's maybe something to try once you are in Slovakia. Definitely in most of the traditional Slovak food restaurants, you would get the sulance mm-hmm. as a sweet food. Uh, but let's just, you know, go 
uh, less sweet now. What are the things that uh, people should definitely try while in Slovakia? If you have no idea of Slovak food, something that really represents... Uh, it depends how adventurous you are. Okay. <laughs> so let's go for the adventurous first. For the adventurous, um, I would try, I mean, anything made with sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how they would have preserved vegetables for the winter. Yeah. Anything with sauerkraut. So there's lots of stews and soups. Kapusnica is like a soup. Sagarinsky goulash is really good because it's with cream. And mm-hmm. so it's the sauerkraut isn't so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're really adventurous, um, zabiechke food. Mm-hmm. So zabiechke is, is when you slaughter a pig mm-hmm. and they make, when I grew up on a farm, we would, um, basically just freeze all the meat. Like we would do a lot of animals at once and not process it. Mm-hmm. Just freeze it. Whereas here, you kill like one, maybe two animals, pigs, mm-hmm. and then you make things right away from it. So klobasa, yatanichki, tlachenka. Um, if you want to be adventurous, try those. Tlachenka is really good. It's it's well, it's actually like head cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good for you. All that gelatin, and uh, and it t- it's good. Like you. Yeah. Put a little vinegar on it and onions. Some, no, yeah. Some people put onions. I personally don't like raw yeah. onions, so I don't put onions on yeah. mine. But my kids, my daughter does. Okay. And yatranichki uh, is a, it's like a rice and organ sausage, mm-hmm. but the organs are ground up, and there's lots of other like marjoram and garlic and stuff. So you, there's no organ taste. Mm-hmm. And I love it because we put it in our freezer. And if I, you know, have nothing for supper and I need to eat right now, I can pull it out from the freezer and put it in the oven. And I've got like a homemade yummy meal in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. All the work was done before. Um, yeah. So if you're adventurous, I would, those are like what people grew like back in the day when mm-hmm. everyone had their own pig and you had to preserve your own vegetables those are the foods mm-hmm. that people would have been eating um, and lots of soup <laughs> lots of soup maybe let's mention some of the the, the most slovak soups that you know <laughs> <laughs> well the funny thing about soup i remember i went to my kids um, school last year and by the cafeteria there was this sign saying like why you should eat soup and there was like 10 reasons or something I think because the kids were skipping out on it and the you, you you always skip the soups <laughs> in the in the school canteens but uh, there was all these reasons why yeah. eating soup was like really good for you and I mean Sunday is not Sunday without like the bone soup so they make like we just call it Sunday soup I don't mm-hmm. know if it has like a real name we call it the noodle soup yeah <laughs> and so house. it's it's you make a broth um, a broth with so when you read about a lot of people now making bone broth is kind of mm-hmm. like fashionable yeah. but the way most of my friends in North America make it is they like roast the bones and then put like a whole bunch of bones and you know barely cover it with water and end up with this really strong broth Mm -hmm. whereas the Sunday soup is not so it's more water always raw bones and it's a very brothy soup you put some um, carrots and parsley root and Mm -hmm. and uh, little very very thin noodles Mm -hmm. Um, and 
some of my friends still will make soup for lunch every day. I don't, but um, yeah, every day it's like, oh, okay, we have to make lunch. What kind of soup should we have with it? And it, it's not always the meat broths or a bone broth soup, which is very good for you, but and aids digestion. And I could, I have a whole chapter on that in my. I I wrote an ebook about Slovak soups, and there's a whole chapter dedicated to why bone broth is really good. Um, but even if so, it's, an extension of the ten reasons why you should. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't just have a list of ten things. I have a book about it, an ebook. Um, some of my favorites are cream of garlic soup. Mm-hmm. Is probably my favorite. So good, um, and it's not something. I mean, it's. I mean, you can make cream of any vegetable soup, mm-hmm. but it's not something that I grew up with. It's not something I mm-hmm. ever thought of. Um, I really like the the big white beans. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of Slovak food uh, soups are, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of meaty ones, but there are a lot of bean soups. Yes. So there's one hrskova polievka, which means handful, and yeah. it's basically like you take a handful of different beans, and every if you buy the mix, every mix is different. Mm-hmm. So there might be, you know. Brown lentils, red lentils, you know, different kinds of beans, maybe some barley in there. Mm-hmm. There's no like the proper type, which mm-hmm. is what people had. They threw in a handful, and uh, it's really good. And people some root vegetables, yeah, sometimes. some root vegetables. And um, in soups here, they use a lot of uh, caraway. I mm-hmm. mean, here's. One little tip if you're a foreigner in Slovakia. So cumin or kmin, rasa, is caraway. And if you're looking for what we call cumin in English, it's rimsky uh, kumin. Oh, okay. I didn't know this. Yes, mm-hmm. because I've bought kmin Rimska before. Rimska Because I've bought like cumin. It says like kmin, so that's like pretty close to cumin. It's like this is not the same thing. So rimsky rasa is cumin and normal rasa or cumin is like the Czech mm-hmm. um, that's caraway. Okay. And they use a lot of caraway in soups. Because the rimska rasa, the cumin has an oriental taste. Yeah, it's kind of middle yeah. middle eastern taste. Okay. And yeah. then and then the cumin. And and it's it's a very common spice. It's also in the Slovak bread if you have the yeah. the, the usual bread. My husband finds it very odd that we would put uh, I'm not cumin. a huge fan of it in bread. Yeah. I, I mean I'll eat it, but yeah. I don't put it there myself if yeah. I have a choice, but um it's good in It does taste really good with the bean soups, partly mm-hmm. also because it helps digestion. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the soups—that's uh, really something that uh, uh, you should always have. So when you go for lunch uh, in a Slovak restaurant, make sh- make sure to have a soup. <laughs> and they often the have they often have cream of garlic soup, which is my personal. It's favorite. very the broth um, is one option the, that is yeah, always the there, soup. and the cream of garlic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have already discussed Držkova polievka with James Thompson in one of the uh-huh. previous oh, yeah, episodes. I about that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's for the adventurers. That's us. for the adventurers. Uh, you want to? I've had really good ones and really not good ones. Um, you want to make sure that whoever made it really cleaned it out well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's just um, say a little more words about the desserts. 
before we uh, finish this interesting talk. Do you have a favorite <laughs> Slovak dessert? Anything special that surprised um, you here? I so the the fancy desserts that Slovaks will have for like weddings and you know get-togethers and stuff. I actually don't really like them very much. Okay. <laughs> Not a huge fan. I like the kind of old style. My favorite is probably um, Zahoratsky Svadobny Kolač. It's okay. similar to Moravsky, so it's like a, it kind of looks like a little bun. Mm-hmm. And inside is like tovato, maybe some cheese curds, maybe some raisins or something. But the ones that were from the Zahoria region, which is behind the, the Malay Karpati towards Czech, um, it had like these little tiny, I think she said she took a dough and like, cut it up into these teeny teeny tiny pieces and mm-hmm. anyway and I like Moravsky collage so it's probably my favorite one mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you asked me if I was ever surprised I remember one time so Sham- Shamrole yeah they look amazing they're these kind of it's a pastry and a cone and inside is all this white filling when I saw it for the first time I thought it was whipping cream so I bit into it expecting like whipping cream in pastry like that would be really delicious it's not it's like this egg white and it was so shocking i have never tasted one since (laughs) really thick and super sweet yeah but that's the austrian influence uh Uh, yeah it's that's a very viennese thing to have (laughs) very common in slovakia though yes Uh, a slovak wedding is not a slovak wedding without the some some and not for me (laughs) (laughs) okay so um If you ever visit Slovakia and want to taste uh, the Slovak cuisine, I hope we've given you enough tips uh, <laughs> to fill an entire week in the country. We're probably going to have to have like a part two, just desserts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So thank you very much, Naomi. And I hope um, to have you soon again on our podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like traveling around Slovakia and have recommendations you would like to share with our listeners, let us know at spectator at spectator.sk or on Facebook. For full information about traveling in Slovakia, visit shop.spectator.sk to buy our Spectacular Slovakia travel guide. This was Spectacular Slovakia with Michaela Terencani, brought to you by the Slovak Spectator, Slovakia's English language newspaper. Special thanks to Tomáš Rybar for post-production of this podcast. Spectacular Slovakia is available on spectator.sk, SoundCloud or iTunes with new episodes out every Wednesday evening.